You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. Great to be chatting with you again for another episode of Homegrown Faith. How are you? Yes, very well, Richard, very well. And I have done something that I've wondered about for a long time. Are you mm-hmm. ready to hear about it? Yes, please. <laughs> Do you know Pez? They're like a kid's candy from... Yes, yeah, I do. Like, I yeah, do. You, you get them. For anyone who doesn't know what a Pez is, it's basically like this little handheld plastic gimmicky toy, which has 15 little candies in a, in a wrapper. And you unload the candies into this dispenser and it dispenses in this toy dispenser a candy each time you flip the top back. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. I've, I've yeah. never never had one, but um, yeah, okay. I, I know the Pez. Yeah, I have never had one as well either. And I was over at a friend's house, Sim's house, and her child is obsessed with these little Pez Pez <laughs> dispensers. And so as a joke, she bought me one and I put it in the cupboard and I forgot about it. And so yesterday I got it out and I'm, I'm here to give you a review on Pez. Okay. okay, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out getting all the little Pez things, there's like 15 of them, mm. and they're quite small. They're smaller than your fingernail. Into the little dispenser is actually quite difficult. In, <laughs> in the end, the first time I tried to do it, I loaded them one by one into the dispenser and then yes. thought of the irony of then dispensing them one by one back <laughs> to myself. <laughs> I don't know if that's irony or just ridiculous. Yes. But um, the, the flavor is basically like any other regular candy. So mm. not that great. Mm. Um, but then I thought, you know what? This Pez thing has been going on for a long time. So I'm going to go find out about Pez. So I was YouTubing <laughs> <laughs> how to load a Pez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next, yeah, the next time I loaded my Pez, I got them all 15 in in one go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I found out that the most expensive Pez dispenser ever sold it was like $13,000 because wow. they're collector's items. You know, yeah. if there's something made, it's something to be collected. Yeah, and then yeah. the final thing I needed to say about Pez is for every graphic designer out there, if you look, they probably already know this, but if you look at the name Pez, each of the letters of P, E, and Z have 15 little candies in them. All right. To match the 15 candies that go in the Pez dispenser. Really? Anyway, I live a very interesting life, and you can tell that by the fact that I'm talking about a candy dispenser. Oh, totally. <laughs> Next time I'm around at your place, I, I want to have a Pez from the Pez dispenser. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's going to go in the bin. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not keeping it. I don't. Even, I don't even like candy. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's going. But it was fun to try, and I really appreciated being able to engage with Sims' son, Jarrah. <laughs> yes, yes. Your search tool reminded me of a, a launching question or a getting to know you idea I had for growth group last night. Ooh, and what that, was it? That was to um, everyone has to um, confess and share what the last. Um, Google search on their phone was, or their <laughs> last, the last YouTube. And one of the one of the guys had something like lamb chops, and he was in, he was must have been doing family shopping or, or something, and he couldn't even explain, but he entered lamb chops into his search engine. <laughs> so um, there's probably a medium risk level on that uh, that that yeah. question, but um, that's fun. It was fun, <laughs> and if it was you, you would have to explain why. Your yeah. most recent search has been Pez. 
Yeah, dispenser. how to load a PEDS dispenser. <laughs> That's essentially what I typed in. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, what have you been up to? Oh, well, last weekend, um, Jen and I took Jen's parents out for a very fancy meal for the 80th, Ooh, yeah. 80th birthday. And um, I wanted to run through and see if there's anything on the menu that you would have eaten, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. going to be fun. Okay, okay, talk to me. Okay, so this is a Japanese restaurant, omakase yes. style, so seafood. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. Sea urchin tempura. Would how would you go over to sea urchin? Uh, th- that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, grilled abalone cooked inside salt with abalone liver sauce. Liver? No. Okay. We're going no. <laughs> Sounds fascinating, and I'd like to look at someone else eating it, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um, simmered octopus. The little oh. suckers pointing at you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, octopus, oh, maybe, oh, little suckers pointing at you, no. <laughs> was it yummy? Yes, it was good. I wasn't entirely sold on the abalone liver sauce, but um, okay. yeah, no, it was great. Okay, what else? And then various raw fish, the raw no. tuna, <laughs> what, not even raw tuna. Um, no. <laughs> no. The man would slice it in front of us and say, this is from the backbone or this is from the belly. And, yeah, and, yeah. Ro- and then he put it on a pan with oil, and it was delicious. No, no, he would just <laughs> we just take a little ball of rice and a dab of wasabi and lay the little strip of tuna down on that and hand it to you. So yeah, oh, that sounds really nice. No, for you. <laughs> surely a scallop with crispy nori. No, um, <laughs> I, would, I I um I have tried scallops, that's for sure, but okay. I just can't get past their texture. All right, well. Egg tofu with salmon roe and caviar. No. Little, fi- little fish eggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> was, was that here. good? Was it yeah. good? Oh, yeah. That was the highlight, the egg, egg tofu. Okay. It was brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Seaweed with uh, crab. I would, I would eat that. Okay. Yeah, I would eat that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd enjoy it because I don't particularly like seafood. Uh, seaweed, I should say. But, uh, yeah, I'd give that a go, that's for sure. Okay. Well... <laughs> I always find this fun. We we won't take you out to the Yomakasi restaurant. No, no. <laughs> but how did how did ever did everyone just have this moment of like, whoa, that was the best meal ever? Oh yeah, yeah, it was so fun oh. and like just very appropriate, I think, for Jen's parents. Yeah. They they they're not the ones to have a enjoy a, a big party at the local um, yes. RSL or something. He, this yeah. was meaningful for them, and um, yeah. we enjoyed chatting with the chef and. Um, there was the showmanship of the lady getting out like a blowtorch and oh, blowtorching wow. the scallops or um Oh wow. Yeah, um pulling out little bits and pieces and uh yeah. The, and so, you could, you could see the, you. you could see the abalone in the tank behind them, you know. The, oh. the, the, <laughs> sucking onto the side of the gra- glass. So. <laughs> and then just the whole just the whole experience. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Wow. And and so you, I, I, I'm picturing it's kind of like teppanyaki. You're sort of sitting in a row next to each other and yeah. they're in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That so, sounds um, so fun. Like <laughs> one of those experiences would you, where you'd look at each other and taste it and then talk about it and have yeah. fun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jen was like to her parents, if you make it to 90, we'll take you out again. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get up on the bar stool. <laughs> So. You know, maybe they could open a business where it's like um, Omakasi comes to you, and then yeah. <laughs> maybe that could work. Yeah, but, oh. Um, yeah. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. I'm glad you had that experience with your <laughs> and, your, and your and your kids. Yeah, yeah thanks, Sarah. Jen. 
And what have you been reading in the Bible? Anything well, fun? yeah, I thought I'd share with you something quite interesting I found in 1 Kings. So mm. um, I think last time I spoke, I might have been in 1 Samuel, and I've just sort of kept on going, you know, because mm. 1 and 2 King, 1 Kings, Samuel Kings just kind of is the one narrative. And mm. um, I'll just uh, if take you to 1 Kings 14, verse 21, to, to meet Rehoboam. Mm -hmm. um, now, Rehoboam, 1 Kings 14, 21, Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mother's name was Namar. She was an Ammonite. Ooh. And I just, um, that caught my attention about the mother, and I just went a little walking back, like I think we're supposed to do as readers of 1 Kings, to think, oh, hang on, his mother, Namar, an Ammonite. Now, Ammonite, that's, she's not a... Ju not an woman Israelite. Judah, an Israelite. Mm -hmm. And so that makes you go back. So who's, who's Rehoboam's dad? That's Solomon. And that makes you go back to um, chapter 11 of Kings, 1 Kings. Mm. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. And there you see the word Ammonites. Mm. Um, and they, in 11 verse 7, um, it says, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the detestable god of Moab, and for Moloch, the detestable god of the Ammonites. And there's the Ammonites again. And so the One Kings isn't laying it on thick, but you, when you go back and forth, you think, oh, hang on, you can put it together. Solomon, mm. one of his wives was Neymar, the Ammonite woman, mm. and she most likely would have um, been loyal to her god, um, Moloch, mm. um, there would have been a high place for Molech somewhere within a short walk of Jerusalem. Mm. And this woman was raising Rehoboam, the future king of, of, uh, uh, Judah. of Judah. And so Whoa. Uh, suddenly like the fact that Rehoboam did evil in the eyes of the Lord, um, which is you know, 1 Kings 14 verse 22, yes. suddenly makes a lot more sense. Yes. Interesting. I have never noticed that. Mm. And, you know, my mind keeps going to, where does your mind go to when it comes to the lineage of Jesus? Um, does your mind go there? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> it should. <laughs> well, I just was thinking, you know, you see you see the line of, of Judah yes. in Matthew 1. And so this this woman is, in, is the mother of Rehoboam, who's descended from Solomon, who then is in the line of that heads towards Jesus, and so yeah, fascinating. It's, it's another, um, yeah, it's another um, dubious thing in Jesus' past. Um, mm. But just, I think, and that helps you notice in One Kings the role of women and mothers in the mm. raising of kings. Mm. And I, I, I'm going, I'm interested. I'll be paying attention to who people's mothers are and the influence on their, their, mm. their sons. And, mm. and it reminds me of. Um, yeah, Timothy, who um, benefited yes. from the influence of um, Lois, Eunice and, and Lois and Eunice. Yeah. And just, um, yeah, just the importance, you know, you, you read about the false wives for Solomon. You think, oh, you know, that's let his heart astray. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. But mm. you forget that you're supposed to picture this, these children growing up around him under mm -hmm. the influence of, um, yeah, these false gods and the, yeah. the kind of wider, bigger impact that has. Yeah, the significance um, of it should be clear to us that yeah. you bring in other gods into the family, that that's yeah. going to have a negative impact on my children. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Wow. In, that's, yeah. That is interesting, Richard. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. 
My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of great things to pick up in One Kings. Mm. Mm. Now, Joe, what have you been uh, reading or thinking about? Well, I've, this is something I've needed, and I've wondered if other people would too. So it's been quite a turbulent week in Australia um, and around the world. There's, mm. of course, the, the the floods happening in Queensland and New South Wales, and um, uh, the turbulence happening in Ukraine. And I have found a song that I have found very comforting and All speaks right. to exactly the experiences that I think I'm worrying about. And so yeah. I just thought I'd share about that song. Um, so it's, it's by City of Light, who I've talked about before. They have a wonderful song called Christ is Mine Forevermore. But um, this song is called Ancient of Days. Have you heard of it? Uh, maybe not. Yeah, okay. No. The first, this is the first verse, and I just thought I'd read it because the language is so great. Mm. Though the nations rage, kingdoms rise and fall, there is still one king reigning over all. So I will not fear, for this truth remains, that my God is the ancient of days. I love it because it's this idea that nations are are raging, kingdoms are rising and falling, which is what I'm actually, I'm quite um, upset in the it's disturbed me to see such turbulence as it does each time you see in the news, these kinds of um, battles. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I've appreciated this straight away, the reminder, there's one king who reigns over all. Yes. But then the next verse, so there's this wonderful chorus, but the next verse talks about, though the dread of night overwhelms my soul, he's here with me, I'm not alone. Oh, his love is sure and he knows my name, for my God is the ancient of days. I do, I do this know, know this song now, Joe. That you've yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're not alone. He's with me. And I thought, okay, this is great, but this is a little bit about too much about me. This song's a little bit mm. too much about me. But then I love the third verse because I think it really it's where the the song climaxes, and it really actually shows the the quality of the songwriting. Mm. Um, this is the third verse. Though I may not see what the future brings, I will watch and wait for the Savior King. Then my joy complete, standing face to face in the presence of the ancient of days. Mm. And I love that because it's it reminds me that as I as I look at turbulence now and I feel a dread or an overwhelm in my soul, mm. actually the posture I have to have, I need to teach myself fr- through this song is I'm going to watch and wait for my Savior King and yeah. know my joy will be complete then when I stand face to face with him. Yeah. And what the song doesn't say is because of him that that's why I have that joy, but I, yeah. I do believe that that's behind what the writers are saying. Um, yeah. And I just um, I have listened to this song again and again. I found it very comforting and it helped me to pray, and it sort of taught me how to remember the reality of this life, that we're looking for Jesus' return, we're waiting for Jesus' return. And and things like kingdoms rising and falling and overwhelmed souls and feeling alone, they prompt us to to look towards Jesus' return. Yeah. Oh, Joe, that's right. I love the way um, you're using a song to help, um, yeah, encourage your thinking and and feelings and and prayer and praise. Yeah. I don't Um, know about other people, but I just sometimes feel that I I don't have much mind space to read. And I know that other people find reading actually really comforting in those times, but yeah. I often find it hard to just sit down and read when I'm feeling distressed. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll be rushing instead. And so putting on music while I'm rushing helps me to stop <laughs> rushing, slow down and pray yeah. and think more. And so I kind of need the music as a bit of a gateway soothing tool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. How, can you paint a picture? Are you like oh. sit, sitting in your chair, um, 
No. With headphones or you're doing the dishes no. or you're driving? Uh, yeah, definitely doing something else because in the times when I'm stressed, I get busy um, and I, like worried about something, I'll get busy. So I'll be playing it on my computer or my phone uh, mm. or in the car, but often I'll start by doing something. Like I was washing up this morning and as I was listening to it and then I just stopped washing up and just stood there and listened to it for a while. Mm. And that's that's often how it catches me. I'll kind of stop what I'm doing and just listen. And yeah. that's what I need. And sometimes sing along. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, oh, that's great. No, thanks for sharing that. And we'll be sharing that in the uh, show notes or yes. um, Google um, City of Light Ancient of Days would be the yes. or search for that. Yeah, I'll include, include the YouTube link for it. Yeah, yeah cool. Hmm. Well, well, I think uh, we're out of time. It's been great chatting um, yeah. Omakasi-style restaurants <laughs> and Pez dispensers, people's uh, mothers in One Kings. Yes. And, uh, and some great uh, music. And our king who's the Ancient of Days. Ancient of Days. Yeah, and we will talk again in a week. Look forward to it, Joe. Have a great week. Yeah, yeah. see you then. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.